Welcome, welcome to the business of personal brand photography. My name is Paula Brennan and I'm your host and I'm so glad that you've decided to listen in today because I wanted to share with you, uh, I guess, like a little bit more of a fun and light episode today. It's not really about business. Um, I'm going to back off some of the business talk and share with you something that I've kind of like been remunerating around a lot lately because in case you're new here, um, I have been a professional photographer for 23 years now, actually. Do you know what? I'm just about to kick into 24. In September, I'll be able to say 24 years. That is crazy. I shot my very first wedding with my dad back in September of 1999. So, wow, it's going to be 24 years. Ah, I'm feeling very old. <laughs> What's the 25 anniversary? I'm not sure what that one is, but I'll have to look it up. But I wanted to share with you today because, look, over those nearly 24 years, I have had to shoot in some pretty crappy locations. I, I'm just going to be really honest. There's no other way of saying it. Um, in the early years of weddings, I often turn up to like these like little fibro shacks um, where literally the family didn't even like consider that there was a wedding happening or a bride getting ready that day and they didn't even think to tidy up. There'd literally be piles of washing, you'd have dogs running around, there's like no tree outside in the backyard or anything like that, you know, these kind of places, right? You know where you have to like try and pull out the couches to try and make space to capture the bride with a tiny little slither of available light that might be coming through one window and as soon as you pull out that couch you know there's just like spiders or dust coming everywhere and it's just yeah total nightmare or else you know like I've had to do heaps of like um, wedding shoots or couple shoots where they choose these like you know these like desolate parks um, you know the kind of ones where they might have like a tiny little water feature in the background but there's not a tree in sight there's no shade it's the middle of the day it's the middle of summer you've got the full kind of like you know horrible strain of light coming straight down giving shadows under their eyes and everywhere you look you can see car parks in the background of that water feature that they loved do you know these kind of places so you know I, over the years I mean I have been expected to create miracles in some pretty, pretty bad locations, let me tell you. And I guess that's why when I first met um, Sue Bryce, I think it was like 2010, um, and I saw what she could do in a studio and let's say year round in a studio as well, which was amazing. I just jumped on board that train. Okay. I, I, I really quickly, the existing studio that I had, I decided to make like a whole natural light studio element to it and started doing glamour. And then of course, when I moved um, from Sydney into Queensland, I created a specific, beautiful, large natural light studio, which I absolutely loved creating in for so many years. I mean, over the years, I like, you know, changed the backdrops. I'd paint different walls, different colors. I used to add new furniture. I'd always be trying to add like, you know, like different textures and stuff. And to be honest with you, when I first got that studio, I thought that was me for life. I was like, I was happy camper. I thought that's amazing. This is where I'm going to be for life you know, really soon, <laughs> as I do, I found myself straying from my studio and I kind of started going back outdoors again and I wanted to spend more time out and about and I wanted to get to a point where I was diversifying my locations. And this is really, I guess, around the time that I started doing personal branding as well, let's be honest. So I sort of like was looking to kind of 
get out and about a little bit more and get different backdrops in different locations. I'm going to say like typically me, I just was really craving change. And I think this is typical of so many of us creatives. You know, we kind of conquer one hill, we get really good at something, and then we yearn for something new to inspire us. So if this is sort of where you might be feeling you're at right now, if you're kind of looking for a little bit of like creative inspiration, today what I wanted to do was share with you what my favorite three locations are right now for shooting personal branding. And I'm also going to share with you why, so you can get a little bit of insight, because I think a lot of the time you can see someone's work and things can look amazing, but you don't necessarily understand it maybe from the client's perspective or from the photographer's perspective, why it's working or why it's not. And so that's what I kind of wanted to do. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to do a little bit of a countdown today. So I'm going to start with my third favorite location, and then I'll work down to my first location. So you'll have to hang in to find that out. But the third one that I wanted to share with you first is my third favorite location. And I don't get to really do this as much as I would like, to be honest with you, but I'm still putting it on my favorites list as because it is still my third favorite legit. So you won't see a lot of this on my site or on my Instagram necessarily. There is a little bit of it, but I love shooting in the middle of a city. And I know this is a big wide one and you're going to go, oh, but Paula, more specifically where, but I really, it could be any city for me, to be honest with you, like any city that has a little bit of history, do you know, a little bit of sort of, a little bit of grunge, a little bit of new, a bit of old, a bit of contemporary. Like I, I, I that's what I'm kind of, I love and I dig it. Like when I was a teenager, I actually changed schools when I was about 15 and the school that I went to was near the city. So I grew up in the suburbs and my school now is near the city and I just loved nothing more than getting on the train. I loved getting on the train on my own. I would go into the city on my own and I'd get off at Central Station and I just loved going walkabout. There was just something about the curiosity of just turning a corner and not knowing what to expect. And, you know, trust me, it was doing it in a safe way. It wasn't in an unsafe way. <laughs> but, but I loved that element of exploring in a city. And I think, you know, the creative in me has always looked for textures, even before I was a, a photographer. You know, I loved art as a student and I just always was looking for different vibes. Do you know, I loved the energy. I loved the yeah, the, the, the palette that the city can give for me. Now, this is me being personal, like it's not necessarily for everybody, but I think it's the same now as for me as a photographer. I absolutely love nothing more than just walking around the city with a client um, who's open and on, open for this kind of experience, of course, but I love finding like, you know, the doorways, the old alleys, the funky brick roads, the big huge columns or the light reflecting off the windows I love nothing more than you know old buildings and new buildings and the juxtaposition of both of those together personally I just think that there's something very cool about this and the and the process of working with a client who's flexible and experimental and just who's so open and loves this kind of creating as well now of course as I shared this doesn't often happen for me anymore um, because I'm not located in a city however I still love this kind of creative process and when I get to work with clients who kind of like dig this sort of vibe that kind of like spontaneous energy 
strategy. I, I love that. I love it. I, you know, there's only certain types of clients who are definitely open to this kind of experience. But as soon as I get on like a call with somebody, like you can hear it in my voice. I'm just like, yes, I want to create with you like this. Now, of course, with this style of shoot for me, I still need to do research. Okay. You can't just plonk yourself in a city and hope for the best. You really do need to still do your research. Um, so I personally will do drive-bys. I'll look for main places that I want to aim for. And of course, I'm always looking for accessibility. So, you know, if I need to park a car, of course, usually we do if we've got all of our gear, then I will obviously be looking for the logistical side of things to make sure that it's not like a, a really crazy shoot for my clients. And I'll have a ballpark of the kind of places that I want to aim for. But I have to say there's something really cool about this process of just being able to like turn a corner, you know, find the spot, allow for both your creativity and for your inspiration to just run wild and allow the clients to kind of like assimilate into the environment as well. Now, I also do this process and this kind of photo shoot periodically with my daughter. When she turned into a tween and into a teen, she didn't necessarily want to step into my studio space or anything like that or, you know, get photographed out in a park anymore. So it was, and it is, it's a great sort of experience for us to be able to shop and to photograph and to have a really cool series of photos of her over the years. You know, I get to capture her at different fashion state stages, you know, some she doesn't allow me to print or what she's cringing about. But just from that perspective, it's been nice to have that kind of like creative process to capture my daughter with portraits as well. We're both kind of like city vibe kind of people. It kind of lights us up. So it's good to have that sort of series of photos of her too. But it's definitely a space that I've enjoyed not only capturing, I used to love taking my weddings into the city. I used to love doing couples and families in the city too. And now I get to do it with my personal branding clients as well. And I also do think that there is such a much more relevance for a lot of clients to to be photographed in the city and depending on where you are you know you've got sort of landmark cities I've enjoyed photographing um, personal branding around the streets of London haven't done a lot of it through Europe yet but I will be looking forward to being able to do that and of course in the states as well so yeah so I I believe as a personal brand photographer that you could drop me in any city and that I could really make a gorgeous um, photo shoot for my clients and so that's why it's number three on my favorites list of places and locations to photograph personal branding at. Now, my second top favorite place to capture my personal branding is by the beach. Now, you guys might already know if you follow my work, if you see uh, me on Instagram or anything like that, you, you'll see that I live in a beachside town and we have these immaculately beautiful long stretches of natural kind of terrain and beach that I now just absolutely love. And to be honest with you, it's the reason why I moved here. I used to live in Bondi in Sydney. I've always loved to be near the water. I'm a water sign. I don't know if that's why, but I do come alive when I'm near the water. It really is my happy place. But more particularly, I actually love the energy that my clients get inside of themselves too when they connect with the water. There's something just about, I don't know if it's like the wind or the sound of the water or the scent of the ocean. It's There's that sort of like sort of spiritual kind of vibe that just lifts people up and gives them yeah, just a really different energy. And I find for most of my clients that it really helps them to shake their inhibitions. I really do find that most of my clients, when we hit the water, when we hit the beach, 
I get a lot more kind of connection from them. And it's, it doesn't work for everybody. And obviously if somebody isn't into the beach, we don't take them to the beach. But for the people who are beach people, as soon as they get near there, there's something about them that just gets so much more alive and connected as well. So yeah, I, I just find that there's something, there's just a real special quality to personal branding images when people are kind of, yeah, got that vibe of the beach. I don't know. It's something that's just super electric. Now, of course, going to the beach, let's be honest, it can come with lots of perils too. Oftentimes where we are, wind is a huge factor. Most of the beaches where I am are not protected. So you can get that sort of like, you know, literally hair on the 45 degrees up kind of angle sort of thing happening if you hit there on a wrong day. Obviously rain is another thing that you're at the peril of if you're going to be shooting at beaches. And of course the big one, sand. I mean, let's be honest, it can be such a nightmare in your shoes, in your pants, in your pockets, in your lenses when it gets into the into the zoom of your lens. But to be honest with you, for me personally, I think this is all worth it. When I can time my shoots right to finish just on sunset, you know that point for us here where the sky hits that gorgeous pink purple hue, I have to say that is just like my happy place. I love it. I also think that you know, the creative in me, it, I love the fact that I can hit the same beach over and over again. And the landscape is never the same. The dunes, the lighting, and of course, the backdrop of the sky and the water, none of this is ever the exact same. So every time I get to the beach, even if I'm shot at this beach, you know, 30 or 40 times, it just never feels the same for me. So creatively, I feel super inspired to like work with the landscape differently every single time I'm down there. Now, of course, you know, let's be honest, if not a lot of people love, you know, sand in their feet and stuff like that. And I do come home needing a good shower and my car always needs a vacuum because let's face it, you know, when you're walking on the beach, the sand is, it's hard to walk on the beach you know, it's hard to work on, walk on dry sand. Um, it's really messy. As I said, it gets into everything, but I still will put this on number two on my list. I stand by it because I just think that the results, the, ma the magic of the water, the energy and the connection for my clients is really worth it. Taking number two place on my list today. Now that only leaves number one for me and da -da -da -da, drum roll. My number one favorite location right now to capture in, uh, to do my personal brand in the way that I love to do it is in styled homes. Now, if you have seen my Insta feed, I believe that this is where I personally right now I'm creating my best work for my clients. And that's because unlike in the early days of me shooting weddings, where I was at the peril of, you know, dark spaces and, you know, crummy locations that people had chosen and having to get rid of a lot of the personal aspect, you know, like messy photos on walls and stuff like that, or, you know, gaudy pictures on people's, you know, dresses and stuff like that. Right now, <laughs> when I get to choose the kind of styled homes that I want to shoot in, I'm in complete control of my location choices. And I'm going to say like, as a, as a photographer, as a business owner, this has been a massive game changer for me. 
right now I am loving shooting in really large homes that are perfectly styled and curated. Like, let me tell you, this is where like I go into these homes and it feels like for me that every corner, every hall, it feels like it was designed for me to be able to drop one of my clients in to make a beautiful image for them where either he or she, they feel right at home. And that's like, that's pretty cool. Do you know, like going from shooting in a studio where I sort of was having to make sets to walk into spaces where literally I've got like like 30 or 40 sets that are already created for me. I've just got to figure out how to frame and and light it. You know, that's that's it. And and I've got to choose and decipher which ones are the most important ones to focus on and not get distracted by, you know, all the opportunity. Do you know it's amazing. So for me, like, you know, I get I see so much value in being able to choose a house, an apartment, whatever it is, that is in the right orientation for the right kind of natural light that I want. I get to choose places that have high ceilings if I need to add a punch of light, you know, if I need to put up my my lighting and, and add it, you know, I don't have to worry about sort of knocking up against ceilings or fans or anything like that in the houses. I get to choose places now where, it, and it's really strange, like a lot of these um, houses that I'm choosing it feels like the different rooms kind of have like their own personality and flair. So even though they're all connected, if you can choose the right venues, like these, a lot of the owners are actually putting so much effort into the styling so that you, you know, that every sort of room kind of, yeah, has its own color scheme and that kind of thing, which is pretty cool. And all of this where I don't have to deal with anyone's junk or rubbish that I have to navigate around. Like massive win for me. Another feature of course that I love about this is that I can work all year round and I'm not at the peril of the weather, which is fantastic because, you know, from the portrait days, from the wedding days in particular, you know, portraits you can, you know, reschedule weddings you couldn't reschedule let's be honest you just have to go ahead so the stress that used to come with doing that for me was like heightened all the time you know you'd be sitting there worried you're sitting in the church looking at the weather map and worrying where the the radar is coming in I don't even really have to look at the weather now. Like, you know, it's not, it's just not an issue when I'm going to these sorts of houses to do my shoot days because uh, it doesn't matter. Do you know, if, if, of course, if it gets a bit overcast, I might need to pump some light in, but that's about it. That's the only thing I need to worry about. And I absolutely love the fact now that I get to take all the skill sets, I guess, that I've had from like, you know, posing in my shoot days what I'm doing is, is I'm sort of like adapting the posing that I've learned and, you know, all of those skills that I've learned and the natural lighting and all of that kind of thing. And I get to insert it all into kind of like real life locations. So I'm taking that studio style portrait, but I'm putting it in real locations with my clients. So for me, what I find is I'm actually creating like a much more variety, but a much more contemporary looking feel for their branding photos than what I felt like I was doing back in the studio days. And please note, I am not knocking studios here because there are a lot of times that I wish I did have my studio back. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying that I'm, I'm like anti-studios by any means of the ways, because I myself had a studio. I've had what, four different studios over 15 years. So it's not, not something that I am knocking. So please don't think that that's the, that's the, the process for today. But for me, it's just unlocked a little bit more of freedom, I guess, because I'm not locked into the one location for me. Okay. So the creative in me, when I'm getting to sort of choose from an abundance of different locations, my heart is full. Okay. There's so many new styled homes 
coming onto the market. And I'm going to say this with the advent of uh, content creators and with like obviously with social media has brought on the necessity for people to have places to create content, you know, because it's not always viable to create content when you're in public spaces, it just doesn't work. So there's become this huge market where all of these um, homeowners are recognizing the value of being able to like rent out their homes, rent out their Airbnbs, all of that on like daily rates or hourly rates. Okay. So we are really spoiled for choice in this market right now. Now, of course, I've got a few favorites that I do love to shoot over and over, but as soon as I start to feel like I've kind of burnt a location, like I might've just overdone it a little bit, or I've kind of reached the capacity of my creativity there, I just don't book it for a while. I'll go to somewhere different or I start looking at different places. And then when I do come back, so, you know, oftentimes I'll cycle back. I might not shoot at a venue for a year or a year and a half. Then I, when I do come back, it feels like I'm sort of like starting all over and I've got my creative edge back again at that location. Now, of course, I'm going to put a caveat here. Like anything in life, there are drawbacks when it comes to shooting at styled homes. And I'm pretty sure right now you're kind of going, oh, but Paula, you know, uh, you know, where, how do I find these places? Look, there are lots of locations, uh, specific higher websites now that you can go to. So there are lots of different places that you can find these sorts of properties. Obviously for a long time, Airbnb was it, and that's definitely where I started, but there are a lot of other specific places coming up now. Now, another drawback is often uh, you are shooting in people's actual houses. So you might have to contend with like, say like a messy garage from time to time, or maybe a pile of washing in the laundry. But those people whose houses that we're renting anyway, they're actually making money from this, okay? So they are doing their utmost to make sure that everything is spick and span because they, of course, want good reviews, but they also want you to come back again. So they're going to make it as hospitable as they can for you. And a lot of the owners that we go to their houses, like, you know, they leave us like little cakes and drink stands and stuff like that because they love having us there. So they're, you know, obviously trying to impress and make sure that their houses are kept up to uh, standard of quality, but also that they're free from clutter and free from any kind of messiness. So most, most of the houses that we go to are really conscientious about this. Now, the other big um, drawback, I'm going to be really honest with you, is the investment because a lot of the houses that you will want might come at premium prices. And I'm going to be really honest here and say that when I started looking at booking uh, styled locations, I actually was started with, with Airbnbs. And a lot of the time with the Airbnbs, you'd have to book like two, three nights in order to be able to get access to a property. This completely scared me at first investing this much. But when I realized that the payoff was worth it, like everything has just changed ever since then. And especially for me, when it when I compare what I used to invest in my studio, because it wasn't just the rent there, there was so many other expenses to keep on top of. Like you had the fit out, the initial fit out can, can be multiple tens of thousands when you're fitting out a studio. I obviously, you know, you've got maintenance and things like that, but then you've just got the ongoing like uh, outgoings and electricity and all of that kind of thing, as well as, you know, you know, having to update things uh, from time to time and fix things that go wrong. So for me, personally, I think, you know, for me now being studio free, it's helped me personally to feel a little bit lighter and less encumbered. And that's just me personally. 
I've never had a home studio. That was a personal choice for me not to do that. So I did always pay rent. If I had a home studio, I would probably be singing a way different tune here. So I just want to be really honest about that too. Again, not dissing the studio. This is just my personal feelings and my personal situation. But for me, not having the studio has definitely helped me to feel a lot lighter because if I want to shoot somewhere now, I can just pick and choose. And of course, if I'm on holidays and I'm not in a season of shooting, then I'm not paying for space that I am not using at the time, right? So for me, that used to always be a big bugbear. I'd have this studio and I'd want to go away for a month and I'd be like, oh, it's not, you know, it's not leasing out. And for me as well, I was quite protective over my space. I didn't really like renting it out or subletting it out because I had a lot of dresses and a lot of my own photos on the wall and all that sort of thing. So it always kind of was a bit weird for me to sublet it out. So yeah, so it was just not making money while I wasn't using it. Now, I know for many of you that, you know, you might be getting a little bit inspired by this, but you might be thinking, right, oh my God, Paula, I can't do this. Or I've had a look into Airbnbs and stuff like that, and I just can't do it. And I want to encourage you to maybe like think a little bit bigger than you might believe that you can right now, especially if you don't have a studio. Okay. I'm always, if you are inside of my program, if you're in my membership, if you're learning from me, you'll know that I always say to you, if you have a studio, use your studio. Don't go outside of the studio if you don't need to, because it's, you know, you're adding extra expenses and things like that. Go to public spaces, but don't necessarily go hiring spaces like this. But if you're feeling like you're a little bit you know, inspired and you really want to kind of check this out and you want to start working in styled spaces, but you're worried about the investment, then my friend, I've actually created a new masterclass that you can check out. So if you want to learn from me, how you can work in these sorts of like, you know, they're my dream spaces and they could be yours too even when you're on a budget, what I'm going to do is I'm going to pop a link for this inside of the show notes for this podcast episode. And also wherever you're looking at this, you'll be able to book in for that masterclass. Because I'm going to say for you, when when little old me looks back now over my career and I think about, oh God, it makes me cringe. But when I think about all the dark, all the wet spaces, all the cold and dingy, crappy places where I've had to make people look comfortable, where I've had to make them look their best, where I've had to make them shine. Right now, when me, little old me looks back at that, all those different phases that I've been through, I really do feel quite spoiled by the choices that are available to me right now. And I'm hoping that, you know, this episode has maybe helped you to feel a little bit inspired as well. If, if you're feeling a little bit creatively stuck, if you're just not sure how to kind of navigate, I've given you three really good options here of spaces that really work and really help your clients to not only have fun depending on who they are, but also to get great results with great connection. Now, I know that you might not have, you know, beautiful beaches like I do nearby. If you haven't already experimented with this with your personal brand clients, wherever you have water, whether it be a river or a lake or something like that, take your clients to water and see what it will do for their connection with you. If you live near a city and you love the idea of going off piste and exploring like I do, go and see what gems you can find to be able to frame your clients and give a different context to their branding photos. And if you live like, you know, in an area where you've got like hundreds of homes around you, let's face it, we've all got it. You know, most of us live in areas where you can, you know, jump onto Airbnb or you can go onto a site and you can get access to someone's home. 
and, you know, go and give it a crack. Like, honestly, you get to choose the locations. You get to decide what your business looks like and you get to curate what your feed and what your folio represents for you as an artist by starting to can take control of your locations where you're going to be photographing. And that really is the beautiful thing about personal branding is that you get to kind of navigate and choose the type of clients and the styles of locations and really get to kind of curate the kind of photographer that you want to be. You don't have to sit there and wait and allow other people to dictate all the time where it needs to be, the more you can start taking control of this aspect, the more you're really going to enjoy every single shoot that you get to go to. And again, I said, if you're feeling inspired to be able to shoot at the kind of styled homes that I get to, and you want to learn how you can do it on a budget, because that's the hard thing. I think a lot of the time is learning how to be able to make it work for your budget. Then don't miss out on joining this limited masterclass that I've got going for you right now so that you can learn to create like I do without breaking your bank account at the same time. All right, my friend, I hope you've enjoyed this. And if you have, you might consider leaving me a little review. I love to hear back from you. And of course, if you want to have a conversation with me, let's kick it started inside of the DMs on my Instagram. So my friends, again, I am so grateful for you to joining me for this episode and I'll catch you next time.